Good morning and welcome to Current Radio. It's Sunday, December 31st. Today we're discussing LeBron's dispute over a ruling on a shot and Panarin's hat trick fueling a win for the NHL Best Rangers. Plus, UGA crushes a bowl record in a 60-point route of FSU and the Pistons top the wraps, snapping a historic skid. All this coverage and more, up next. Welcome to Current Radio's Sports Station. Please enjoy today's selection of sports news. In a recent NBA game, a potentially game-tying shot by LeBron James was ruled a two-pointer rather than a three after a video review. This decision has sparked frustration and questions about the efficacy of the NBA's replay process. Helena, our sports analyst, is here to delve into this issue. Helena, what's your take on this? Stephen, this incident has certainly stirred up a lot of debate. James's shot from the left wing, with just 2.3 seconds left, could have tied the score at 107. But referee Brent Barnicky determined James' toe was on the three-point line when he shot it, making the basket worth only two points. James, however, insists his foot was behind the line. James even went as far as to question the credentials of the employees working at the replay center. He suggested that the crucial call could have been made by somebody over there eating a ham sandwich. How does the NBA respond to such criticism? Crew chief Tony Brothers explained that the initial two-point call was not overturned because there wasn't clear and conclusive evidence to do so. However, this explanation didn't sit well with the Lakers. Coach Darvin Ham and Anthony Davis both believed it was a clear-cut three. This incident has certainly brought the NBA's replay process under scrutiny. This isn't the first time James has been frustrated with late-game calls. He mentioned five or six times from last season when he believes the Lakers had incorrect calls work against them. How does this impact the players and the game? Steven, it's definitely frustrating for players when they feel the calls are incorrect, especially in crucial moments. It can impact the morale of the team and the outcome of the game. In this case, the Lakers lost 108-106 to to the Timberwolves. However, it's important to remember that referees have a tough job and have to make split-second decisions. The replay process is there to help, but it's not infallible. The disappointing closing seconds spoiled a 26-point night for James on his 39th birthday and a dominant performance by Davis. The loss dropped LA to just 3-7 in its past 10 since winning the inaugural in-season tournament championship in Las Vegas earlier this month. Helena, what does this mean for the Lakers moving forward? Steven, the Lakers are still trying to figure out lineups and rotations. They're 33 games in and have a record of 17 to 16. It's a challenging time, but they have a talented roster. They'll need to regroup, learn from these experiences, and focus on the games ahead. Indeed, it's a long season and there's plenty of basketball left to play. Thanks for your insights, Helena. Now let's switch gears to hockey, where in a recent NHL showdown, the New York Rangers, led by Artemi Panarin and Igor Shesterkin, defeated the Tampa Bay Lightning 5-1. Panarin scored three goals, and Shesterkin made 34 saves on his 28th birthday. Helena, our sports analyst, is here to discuss the game. Helena, what are your thoughts on this victory? Steven, this was a significant win for the Rangers. They bounced back from a 4-3 loss to the Panthers the previous night, largely thanks to Panarin's hat trick. This victory also marked their 50th point this season, making them the first team to reach this milestone. The last time this happened was in the 1993-94 season when the Rangers won the Stanley Cup. That's quite an achievement. And what about Shesterkin's performance? Shesterkin was outstanding. He made some crucial saves, and his coach, Peter Laviolette, even called him the best player on the ice. 
This win improved the Rangers' record to 6 0 in the second of back to back games this season. And Shesterkin was a key factor in that. It wasn't all bad news for the Lightning, though, was it? That's correct, Stephen. Despite the loss, Lightning captain Steven Stamkos played in his 1037th game, tying Vincent LeCavalier's team record for most games. And NHL points leader Nikita Kucherov scored his 25th goal. However, the Lightning's 39 points through 37 games is one behind their total at the same point in the 2016-17 season, which was the last time they missed the playoffs. So what does this mean for the Rangers moving forward? Well, this victory certainly boosts their confidence. They've shown they can bounce back from a loss and perform exceptionally in back-to-back games. With players like Panarin and Shesterkin in top form, they'll be a tough team to beat. Indeed, it will be interesting to see how the rest of the season unfolds for them. Thanks for your insights, Helena. Now, let's turn to college football, where in a stunning display of dominance, the number six Georgia Bulldogs routed the previously undefeated and fifth-ranked Florida State Seminoles 63-3 in the Capital One Orange Bowl. Carson Beck, the Bulldogs quarterback, passed for 203 yards and two touchdowns. Helena, this was quite a game, wasn't it? Indeed, Stephen. This 60-point win is the largest margin of victory ever in a bowl game, surpassing Georgia's own record from the 2023 CFP Championship game. The Bulldogs were on fire, scoring on 9 of 12 drives and gaining a total of 673 yards. And it's worth noting that the Seminoles were significantly short-handed, missing more than two dozen players due to opt-outs and transfers. How did this impact the game, Helena? It had a huge impact, Stephen. The Seminoles were without five starters in their defensive front seven, their top two running backs, and top three receivers. These players were responsible for the majority of their passing yards, rushing yards, and receptions this season. It was a tough blow for a team that had won the Atlantic Coast Conference title. Despite their impressive performance, the Bulldogs had to settle for the Orange Bowl after losing to Alabama in the Southeastern Conference Championship game and missing out on the college football playoff. How did they respond to this setback? They used it as motivation, Stephen. The Bulldogs charged out to a 39-point halftime lead, the largest in the Bulls' 90-year history. They also became the first program to score at least 55 points in back-to-back bowl games. It was a statement game for a team that felt slighted by the selection committee. And it wasn't just the quarterbacks making plays. Kendall Milton rushed for 104 yards and had two touchdowns, while Dijon Edwards added two more rushing scores. Can you tell us more about their contributions, Helena? Absolutely, Stephen. Milton and Edwards were instrumental in Georgia's offensive onslaught. They were part of a senior class that picked up its school record 50th win. And let's not forget Lad McConkie, who had a standout 27-yard rush for a touchdown in what could be his last game for the Bulldogs. It was certainly a game to remember for the Bulldogs. Thanks for your insights, Helena. Now, let's switch courts to the NBA, where, in a thrilling turn of events, the Detroit Pistons have finally ended their NBA record losing streak of 28 games with a 129-127 victory over the Toronto Raptors. The star of the night was Cade Cunningham, who scored 30 points and provided 12 assists. Helena, what are your thoughts on this much-needed victory for the Pistons? Steven, this was indeed a much-needed win for the Pistons. They hadn't won a game since October 28th, and this losing streak had tied the record for the longest in NBA, NFL, NHL, and MLB history. However, they did set the single-season NBA record with their 27th straight loss earlier this week. So this victory is a huge morale boost for the team. Cunningham's performance was pivotal in this game. 
but he wasn't the only one who stepped up. Can you tell us more about the other contributors to this victory? Absolutely, Stephen. Jalen Duran had a double-double with 18 points and 17 rebounds, while Kevin Knox, too, scored 17. The Pistons showed great resilience, and this win is a testament to their determination. As Duran said, they've been fighting hard for a couple of months and have been through a lot of adversity. On the other side, the Raptors were playing without some of their key players due to a trade earlier in the day. How did this impact their performance? The Raptors were indeed shorthanded, having traded OG Anunobi, Precious Achiwa, and Malachi Flynn to the New York Knicks earlier in the day. The new additions, RJ Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly, were not available to play. However, Pascal Siakam and Dennis Schroeder stepped up, scoring 35 and 28 points respectively. Despite the loss, Raptors coach Darko Rajakovic was proud of the energy his team displayed. What were the key moments in the game that led to the Pistons' victory? The Pistons led 90-86 going into the fourth quarter, and the game remained close until back-to-back three-pointers by Cunningham and Jaden Ivey gave the Pistons a comfortable lead. Despite a late surge by the Raptors, the Pistons managed to hold on to their lead and clinch the win. It must have been a euphoric moment for the Pistons, finally breaking their losing streak. Indeed, Stephen. Pistons coach Monty Williams described the locker room as being filled with screams of joy. He was almost in tears, he said. This victory, hard-fought and well-deserved, will undoubtedly be a turning point for the Pistons. Well, it will be interesting to see if the Pistons can build on this victory and turn their season around. Thanks for your insights, Helena. Now that wraps up our stories for today, and we look forward to bringing you more updates tomorrow on Current Radio.